Yeah. Uh, oh. You all right, Kirk? That's something in my throat and I was walking to a door. No, I'm not all right. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. no. <laughs> I'm going through some stuff this morning. Proper box. Welcome to Prop Rebonics. Alan, how are you doing? I'm doing great, man. You sound like you're in a good mood today, so I'm excited. Now I'm in a good mood, too. I'm in a good mood, man, because we got a guest. We got a guest today, uh, ladies and gentlemen. We got Keen Cobb. Hello. Thank you. Hello. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, very fun. Very happy <laughs> to be here. Uh, two upstanding young, as old ladies like to remind me, black men. So, you know, uh, very happy. I don't know if you are, y'all get that a lot. We're like, if even if you're doing like okay, old black women are so proud of you. They're just like, <laughs> they are so happy. Like it's good to see. And then then they whisper because they don't want they don't want the white people to hear. If they're like, look, I because I remember when I, uh, I don't know why I just launched into this. I'm sorry, but I remember when I used to work at uh, Best Buy. Every time I help somebody, I'd be like, oh my god, you are so sweet and special. Thank you. And they look around. It's good to see a young black man get a job. I'm like, all right, thank you. Honestly, <laughs> but you don't gotta whisper it. Like, come on. It's it's cause you're not in jail. I'm just happy to see you free. <laughs> True. <laughs> um, we're laughing, but we're laughing through the pain. Okay. I get self-conscious if I hear uh older black women whispering around me, because that means that they're whispering about me. I'm like, oh no, am I not being successful right now? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> They're just, happy to, they're just happy to see you outside of those bars. That's all, Kurt. <laughs> Very true. So we're here. Uh, first off, Happy New Year. Happy New Year, 2021. Uh, we in here uh, of a new year. It doesn't really feel like much of a difference. I, I realized like as the clock was going down. Uh, well, first off, I, I want to give a, an introduction, proper introduction uh, to our guest. King Cobb, uh, comic from Philadelphia. Uh, in my opinion, one of the funnier people to watch live. Uh, it's it's cool to see you up here, man. It's really cool. Um, and you guys already know who Alan is. You know, you know who Alan is. Um, my name's Melvin. Um, <clears throat> that's my New Year's name, Melvin. I'm going by it. Um, so, all right, so New Year's Day uh, Eve was happening, and it just felt very much like, oh, it doesn't. I don't need to watch the clock going down or anything like that. It's just it, it doesn't matter. Then as the clock was going down because i kind of like tuned in like maybe five minutes before it happened i almost got emotional i almost got, <laughs> I almost got a little emotional i was like damn it just all the emotions from 2020 good bad and the uncertainty of what's going to happen in the future it just hit me at once it was kind of wild king did you did you watch did you watch the ball drop or anything or what did what did you do on, on new year's eve man what would you do this is probably my lamest new year's since like i was a child uh because um this year all i did i played i played gta 5 because i just bought it because one of my boys is online so i gotta make sure to get my stats up so we can start uh robbing some shit um but you know i was just playing gta and then no lie i wasn't gonna watch the ball drop but then someone was like ah, i kind of want to watch the ball drop so then maybe at like 11 57 or 8 I turned on like uh, I think it was CNN. I don't know why. That was like the first thing that I that I found, and I watched it drop. And the same thing like you were saying, Kirk. It was just like ever after I turned thirty, your boy will cry at a drop of a hat now. So I don't care anymore. I'll just I'll just cry. And yeah, it all hit me. I was just like, "Fuck that year." And yeah, I'm uh, fingers crossed. I'll be able to tell jokes and hoop again in 2021. So you know. oh yeah, that's right because you you play basketball and that's like not good what? at it. But I love it. Yeah, that's so. That's yeah. That's, I was uh, I was in the, I was in the same boat, man. I I watched I watched the ball drop with my kids. You know, what I'm saying we're we're in the house, and they both said to me like, "It's very weird watching the ball drop this year. It just doesn't seem like they said like it's quiet." That's what they said. Like it's, it just seemed like a quiet ball drop. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, the times and it was uh it was sponsored by Planet Fitness in Times Square, weird. which I don't know why that that was weird for me. That was weird. I was like, just, it was just all the hats, and I'm like, wait, why did y'all <laughs> y'all stop y'all set to come out here to watch the ball drop? Like, is this? <laughs> it was very weird. 
they're in between reps and all that stuff reps and pizza um yeah I was, I, was, I was like this is weird that it's you know it's, it's just a weird color scheme and it just felt very much like a it felt obligatory to do it but no one really fully wanted to be there that's the sense that i got a little bit of just like okay we're doing this because this is a tradition we want to stay with american traditions times square but it's like there's only going to be about 200 of us we're all spread out and they're giving us purple hats to wear it felt weird yeah, man, it was it definitely was weird when I was looking at it. I forget, I was watching ABC, CBS, one of the things, whatever one I was watching. You're watching Fox News. Just tell <laughs> no, people you're watching Fox News. <laughs> I've never watched Fox News ever. I, I literally have never. Okay. Mm-hmm. I bet you, you can't say the same thing. But unfair and balance. All right. They, I know it. I know it. I don't even give them a, I don't even give them a chance. Okay. I, I'm not, I don't even give them a chance. You know what I'm saying? But when I was watching the ball drop, yo, they was, they had the one, they had the, uh, the one black guy out there with the mask on. He was like still going around, like interviewing people and like talking. I was like, yo, why are y'all out there, bro? Like, like just go home. Like you didn't I didn't, I don't know, man. I was, it wouldn't make no sense to me. Like you were still going through this little pandemic joint. You know what I'm saying? So like, why don't y'all just do this from do this viral? I mean, not viral, virtual. Do this virtually. It's a virtual ball drop. Oh, I've seen know. that video, and they can't air it on ABC. Damn it, they can't air it. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm kind of curious to see. Like, I feel like if you're a regular Times Square goer, this may have been a nice Times Square going because you usually it's like, all right, you got to wait hours to use the bathroom. You got to like find a sink at a Dunkin' Donuts to pee in, sort of thing. This one, you can just leave afterwards. The subways are free. <laughs> Yeah, nice. I did think of that part. I was like, all right, that's kind of cool. That's, that's kind of nice. You know. It's like, I mean, I, th- I think that's, that'd be something, how can I say it? I, I see the, the benefits in that, but like in a weird way, um, I got a lot of, from what, how you just explained it, I felt a real like, I am legend kind of vibe. <laughs> Whereas just like, in no, in no timeline, good one, bad one, we're in the fucked up one, but in it, no timeline, should I be able to walk down New York City and not see people for for blocks? That's yeah. terrifying to me. Like, no, that's ridiculous. You only see like one Elmo. It's like, come on, man. There's usually like eight of you. Exactly. There's everyone. Elmo's all cracked out and skinny. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, just... <laughs> I all lopsided and shit. Man. Like, nah, man. This pandemic's hitting me rough. <laughs> it's like, exactly, I it was rough man. before this. Yeah, uh, yeah man. man. We'll, we will, you know. Uh, what's ahead. up? Go ahead, Kirk. Oh no! I was gonna say, you know, it's it's it. We try to look forward and all that. Um, I always had this thing growing up where it's like odd years I never enjoyed. Even years were my thing. So I don't know what 2021 is gonna bring. Oh, so you had a ball last year then, huh? <laughs> yeah, like it's. We out here suffering, <laughs> struggling. Kirk up here I'm, living it up. I'm on a like, high life. I'm gonna like uh, put my calendar in a frame. Like this is like this. <laughs> Yo, I had some hot moments in 2020. I had some hot oh, moments. Oh my gosh. I think I think that's something that we could I think that'd be a good question, right? What what's a because of 2020 was crazy, Kenny, what's what's a what's one of your hot moments of 2020? Like what's something that happened to you positively, uh-huh. you know what I'm saying, last year? Because we, we know we all had we all had a tough year, but we, we all definitely had some I know I did have some positive things happen. So is there anything that you could think of that was like it's actually was a good thing for me in 2020? Bro, the only good thing was uh was pre-pandemic. I got my first first weekend at Helium. Nice. Hosting for John Heffron. Ooh. And um I remember of it was either early it was either in January or like late December. I was bothering uh the manager about bothering Nick about it. And I was like, man, fuck, I'm gonna call my shot. I'm like, yo, uh if you're not if you don't have anybody, I'm gonna host for Heffron. Mm-hmm. Just cause like I thought his crowd would get my stuff my my humor or whatever mm-hmm. completely white crowd and they did so yeah i called my shot hit that home run so yeah that was my hot moment and then uh that was the that was the zenith that was that was the peak and everything went downhill since then but yeah that was a hot moment that is a hot moment right there that's uh that's a, that idea of like reaching out uh because alan and i we talk about that a lot of like reaching out to bookers and when is it appropriate and the timing of it and it sounds like in this situation it worked out. Um, and you you have some experience with helium as well uh, from performing there. So I'm sure that helps a bit. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, but I, I feel like, man, I'm, I'm one of them guys that I don't, I shoot my shot, bro. If I, if I don't shoot it, then I'm guaranteed to miss it. You know what I'm saying? So I, 
I, I I'm down with that. I I email bookers. Yo, what's up? What's going on? But the one the one thing I, I the one thing I don't like is when I feel like a booker looks at me and they're and they're like, "This is your crowd." I don't like when I don't like when bookers only book me for like the the black show. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you got a black headliner. Let me call Alan the host. Like no, come on, man. Let me. Let me get some headphones. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't. <laughs> that's that's part of the reason why I I did that, just because like, I, and I hate I hate sounding like this, but this might be the perfect show to sound like it. Uh, but uh, most black crowds don't like me. Like it's it's hard to say that out loud, but yeah. like the majority, like I can't get into my bag the way I want to with black crowds, because like I usually have to like go like kind of more aggressive and like more like fuck you what all yep. i want to do is tell silly jokes about nsync and fucking golden girls that's all <laughs> i want to do so dumbass jokes and yeah but yeah yeah i i definitely face a little bit of that i definitely face a little bit of that too and uh, for me it's like uh i can i can do it and it's not even like a matter of like adjusting it's more so like all right, well, perhaps I just felt more comfortable with whatever nonsense I like talking about at this particular moment and it worked with the crowd. But on yeah. a, on any given day, though, usually what you mentioned reflects my experience too, where it's like I have to kind of turn it up to like eight a little bit where very much in me stand-up is like six to a four, where it's like I'm very just like kind of monotone and just kind of doing my thing. Um, and I find that uh, a harder obstacle with uh, black crowds. Um, but, you know, work harder, I guess. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah, man, listen, I I, I, I mean, I, I can, I'm not going to, I don't mirror your exact sentiments, but I understand that a black audience, definitely, I got to give them more act. Like, I got to give them more, like, I feel like I'm, I got to like, I'm not going to say dance more, but I feel like I got to like, <laughs> I thought you were about to do finger guns. I gotta do more finger guns more. I gotta right, be more right, active. Right, right. <laughs> no, but like listen, man, the black audience definitely they they gonna come in there, they gonna make you motherfucking make them laugh, dog. Like it's just it's a weird, it's a weird thing. Like like white audiences, yo, I feel like they just like, yes, they 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 I don't know. Like they just like they wanna laugh at it, but black people are like, yo, you gotta make me fucking laugh, dog. You know what I mean? You know what, like, I, think I, think you know what people, I found out? That's tough. My bad. You know what I found out though? It was like even during the um it was during it was that weekend because he wasn't there that Sunday. Um and I talk how can I say it? So that weekend, um, they offered me another spot on the Sunday show. And the Sunday show was with um and I always forget her name because I don't watch the show. That's another uh knock on my black card. Um Insecure, mm. one of the comedians from Insecure. Oh. Uh, was it was Yvonne it um, Orgy? Yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah I, wanted name, I wanted to call her Naomi for some reason, and yeah. that's probably racist. But um, <laughs> but she was she had a she was she she had a sh uh, weekend show. She had a Sunday show, and I was slated to uh to like do it somehow, some way. I didn't. Still got paid. Whatever. But yeah. when the crowds were coming in, when I tell you, there was every shade and 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 variation of nubian black queens that walked in i realized why i have such a hard time in front of black crowds i want to impress them yeah. i want to impress black crowds way more than white crowds and because of realizing that later that night i did a set at fergie's and the whole set was just me talking about how like i don't care about white people like i, I and i love white people but when i perform i don't care I don't right. care how you feel about me. This is me. That's why you're getting a true mix. I don't care. This is in front of black people and those eyes. And I'm like, oh, I want to impress them. I want to make sure. I want them to tell stories about me. I want them to be like, y'all seen this one dude. He was crazy. Blah, blah, blah. And then your name kind of circulates. Yeah. And I made that discovery. So that might be another hot moment that I made that discovery <laughs> of how I or, or why I think I have like a tough time in front of black crowds. I'm glad Nubian queens were able to bring that to you. That's a nice little lesson right there. Black women, that. man. Like I, I feel the same way on that. Of like, and now that you're like framing it that way, I'm like, I never thought of that. I also think that like in general, black people are more exposed to funny just throughout yeah. friends and family, and there's a little bit more of an expectation uh, when it comes to like oh, what's going to make slap. And I wonder how much of it is like okay, well, when especially if you see a black performer because 
you may be drawing the comparison of like, oh, my my nephew who's very funny or my uncle that's very funny versus like if you get like a white guy on stage, it's like, oh yeah, you're just like a comedian person, do your thing. There's a little bit more of an emotional attachment. Um, so there could be some of that too. It's, it, it's, it's, all, it's all in everybody's head, you know what I mean? So I think that we get in our own heads and we're like, like, uh, like, yo, I got it. Like you said, Keen, I got to impress them. But with the white people, it's like, man, fuck them. I'm going to just do my thing. So I think we got to get to the point where, like, I think every comedian needs to be at the point with every audience, like, man, fuck them. I'm going to just do my thing. You're going to like it or you're not. This is what it is. You know what I'm saying? And then, and then go from there. Yeah. And Keen, you, so you, you talk about uh, hosting that weekend in the beginning of 2020. Um, something I always thought stood out with you too, is like, you're, you've hosted, uh, a few different mics, so I'm not mistaken, and uh, Raven Lounge being one of them, uh, one of the more iconic uh, open mics uh, and historic in a lot of ways um, in Philadelphia. Uh, can you touch on the differences between hosting something like a show at Helium where it's just like general audience members, like it feels like a comedy show versus an open mic where you're mainly dealing with comics? Is there any differences between the two? Um, yeah, I would say um first and foremost i compare everything in comedy and life to basketball so i'll say this i remember when i first started hosting <clears throat> I first, when i first started hosting at raven um because because it's raven you want to once again you want to impress you want to like show out you want to see do what you want to do um so when i first started or when i first my first few times hosting i was too busy how can i say it i was trying to get buckets I was trying to like score the ball. Right. Um, but the more and more I did it, and Satoyo helped me with this too, it was just like, oh no, I can't really focus on me. I gotta facilitate. I gotta make sure the whole room feels good. I gotta make sure like when I go up, who gives a fuck about my set? Just start right. off, get on like almost now a baseball analogy, get on base, set them up later. And um with hosting a mic, it's really you gotta you gotta really watch the room and like it all depends on what happened before so if somebody goes up and straight up bombs you're like all right cool i gotta set this next person up so let me do a bit let me get the crowd back into it or somebody fucking destroyed mm -hmm. um and somebody coming up isn't as strong you gotta level it out a little bit because right. if you like if it feels excuse me kind of bad to say it like this but if you know the room and you know your lineups you know who can do well in certain spots. So you got to kind of level it out, bring it back up, bring them back down. And then for, for a show, it's kind of like that, but not really. It's more like, um, it's more like get it in and get out where it's like, all right, cool. You're first set the table up, but they don't give a fuck about you. Period. <laughs> they they paid money. They got dressed up. They paid a babysitter. They're buying drinks they know they don't want to buy to see this person. Mm -hmm. They can give two fucks about you. So go, go up there, ball out, go as hard as you can, and get the fuck out. Seriously, mm -hmm. don't don't go over. Yeah. Don't do dumb shit in the middle. Set up the next person, do a good intro, get the fuck off. So it's more like... Um, a little lower expectations almost. Ex yeah, yeah. So you can wild out a little bit, which, yeah. which is kind of weird because like you want to wild out to show what you can do but at the same yeah. time you kind of have to be like more professional where it's like all right cool I'm gonna, I'm gonna show you my shit but i gotta make sure i don't overstep my boundaries for for the guy for the guy coming up not saying yeah. i would like be better than the headliner but like there's been times where like people put me in certain spots in the lineup and it hurt people behind me yeah because they couldn't live up to what i was able to do so yeah humble brag oh <laughs> the humblest of brags my brother <laughs> <laughs> and a realistic brag at that too though i, I could definitely see that uh being a part of it with, with with hosting like at a place like raven where um and for the listeners who aren't familiar with raven it's it goes pretty late like up until like two o'clock in the morning there's like a, a endless amount of comics that go there when it when it comes to like facilitating that and kind of like recognizing oh this would be good in that spot or uh, put a person there were there any difficulties that came with that on an interpersonal level uh, from other comics? Like maybe feeling like, oh, well, I want to go up 
first or, oh, you, you don't think I'm as strong as that person. How is that dynamic with, you know, dealing with comics out there? Uh, to answer your question, did it happen often? It happened all the fucking time. People were always mad. <clears throat> or the, the biggest thing, which like you get, I gotta say, it happens to you when you first start, but you don't really see it until like you've been doing it long enough is like getting bumped. Cause like when you when you first start, you think you're hot shit. You're like, all right, cool, I'm gonna go up there. I'm gonna tell this one joke about masturbating. I'm gonna talk about this one joke about <laughs> porn. That one thing I saw on Facebook, they gonna fucking love that. And then I you get bumped. Man. And then like instead of sitting there and like learning from the person that you're that you're watching, you're in your head once again. You're in your head thinking like I'm not. They're not as good as me. Da, da, da. So it was many times I had to do with that. Um, there were some times where like. I didn't think somebody was ready for like first half when like another host thought they were. And mm. a few times I was happily proven wrong. Cause like, I kind of want to protect certain, cause like, cause you could do well in certain spots. So we'll like give you, when I used to run it, we'll give you like a certain, so like, let's say um, you keep showing up and then we put you up third half, which mathematically doesn't make sense. There's no such thing as a third half, but <laughs> we put you up in third half. And you do well. And we slide you up second half. You're doing doing okay. You're crushing the second half. You're like, all right, you know what? Let me give you a shot in the first half. And if you're not ready for that, back when I was hosting it, um, and you bomb in the first half, that shit will stick with you for a minute. Some mm-hmm. people I only seen there maybe twice because they had like one bad set and like, all right, fuck Raven, I'm never coming back. And I'm like, that's uh-huh. not no. You go there, because like people people put Raven on like a pedestal, um, which Historically speaking, I would probably would too. But at the same time, it's still a mic. It's still taking practice swings. It's still working working your shit out. Um, it's a mic, but I think because of its name and history, uh, a lot of times, especially if you haven't been there before, you come there with your A game, sort of thing. So like, it's a little different from a mic in that way. Of like, at least in my experience, it's like okay, well, you know, I, it is like I I do want to impress in a new room, any new room that I'm gonna go in especially one with a name like this. So I yeah. feel a lot of times people come in with that of like, okay, well, you know, try to bring like your A game and then maybe once you're more familiar, just mess around with stuff. Um, at least that's my experience from it. Yeah, I think, I think, look, I, I think that, uh, Keen, one thing you said was about uh, people getting bumped. You know what I mean? Um, I'm, I, when I first, when I, my first time, my first two times going to open mic ever, um, I think I signed up like, first or second on the list and then I got bumped to the very last both times and I didn't know any better so I tried to I tried to fight the host I was just like I was like yo bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I, I didn't know better like I was just new I was you know I was young I was I was I'm off the street like with it. I, I didn't know that like yo I gotta I gotta you know wait my turn I gotta do my time put my time in you know what I'm saying I was just like like I was just young and just like yo man Man, you better put me first, or you gonna have to see me outside, like, like that kind of shit. You know what I'm saying? And to this day, if I see the guy, I'll, I'll be like, "Hey, man, I'll, I'll still apologize to the guy." He moved to LA now, but I would, uh, <laughs> if I see him, I still apologize. You ever anybody try to get physical with you over a spot? Uh, <clears throat> um, not with me. Uh, they were there was a few times where they were they were upset and they'll try to like come at me on stage because they weren't like able to do that shit off stage. Yeah. They had like little snot remarks and shit like that. I remember one time, um. Somebody was upset because how can I? All right, so how can I say this? Uh, yeah, because of my pose. <laughs> thank, thank you. Uh, I feel. Uh, I feel like I think about this. Uh, Excellent. He has three um, cats on his lap right now. Sorry, <laughs> they're all off screen. They're all off screen. Um, no, but uh, there was one time where there was one time where like there was a lineup. The first half was all men. And somebody was upset because there was no women. Mm-hmm. But I said, I've never seen you perform, so I can't put you in the first half. Right. And they were like, well, I'm a woman. Don't you want to even it out? I'm like, well, I'm actually giving you equal treatment because I've never seen you. Right. So by me just putting you in the first half because you're a woman, that's actually going against what you're claiming that you are that you want me to yeah. do is to treat you equally. So it's like... Yeah. Man, it, it, it was a, that was a head scratcher. Um, That's a hard claim right there. Right? Like just go to a mic and be like, 
well, listen, I'm Indian. Uh, put me up first. <laughs> like, I'm going to start I using that. I don't know that. you, bro. <laughs> I don't know you, bro. So, yeah, that was a tough one. That was the toughest one, probably. I could uh, see why that would be uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know people tried to fight Satoyo a bunch, but that's because <laughs> I think people just wanted to fight Satoyo. Um, have I ever. He knew how to uh, break dance. You don't fight nobody that can do a spin on their head. They were, <laughs> <laughs> the hood love hoopers, drug dealers, and dancers. If right. you can do one of those three things, I don't think people fuck with you. So, yeah. <laughs> You're forever. <laughs> Get kicked Uh-oh. with a bunch of feet. They're all spinning all over the place. Huh? Like you should have went last on the list, motherfucker. Should have went last. On the list. <laughs> and you got Eddie from uh, what was that from Tekken? <laughs> right. Where? Rest in peace to Ozone. You know, you guys know about Turbo and Ozone from Breaking. You know, Ozone just passed away last week. Oh God, dang. Yeah. I do not know who Ozone is. Who's uh, Ozone? At the movie Breaking is a very um, classic. Um, Break oh, from the 80s. I know all the movie, but I don't, I haven't seen it. Yeah, the, like one of the main characters passed away last week. Ozone, oh. you know, what I mean? like the, uh, like the light skin one. It was like a dark skin one and light skin one. Like the older light skin guy was the one who passed away. Ah, rest in peace, song. Rest in peace, song. Another rest in peace, man. MF Doom. Ah, yeah. MF Doom passed away. Um, uh, now, uh, it, they announced it, his family announced it on, uh, New Year's Eve, uh, with a post. Uh, pretty much saying that he passed they didn't know what he passed of but the thing that was interesting was that they noted that he passed away back on halloween on october right. 31st which is like you never really see that now where it's like oh you know a, a known uh, public figure can pass a straight two three months away and we wouldn't hear anything about it so credit to the family on you know, you know protecting their privacy with that um yeah, no, recipe MF Doom, man. Were you guys fans of him? You can't even be a fan of MF Doom? I was. Uh, I can't say that um, I'm a huge fan or I was a huge fan. Uh, I'm, I'm hurt because a lot of my friends are like huge hip hop heads. Yeah. And I know how big he was for them and for hip hop. So, like, I, I feel sad for them. Um, the fact that they're able to keep it under wraps for that long is mind-boggling like that's wild that they one that nobody said anything for that long um which is kind of in a weird way kind of beautiful because they were able to like mourn yeah and like go through the process yeah without having everybody on top of them and like people are going through it now afterwards but now if now they can probably like easily more easily uh access those feelings yeah to talk about them so they can like up they can uplift them um even more so now because like they've been able to like breathe properly they could they were able to focus on themselves for this mm-hmm. this period and then afterward taking um any sort of condolences from other people exactly um i feel the same way like i wasn't i knew mf doom from like high school like, he's been around for years sort of thing but like i was never really like a big big fan but it was like i appreciated him i was like oh i could recognize this is good um, but it doesn't really do it for me, but I appreciate the cool things that he does sort of thing. And much like to your point, like I have a lot of friends that are into him sort of thing. It's, I, I you know, it may have been you actually Keen, that mentioned this on a podcast episode one time of like when the Eagles won of like very much like I'm not an Eagles fan, but the people around me are Eagles fans. So you're happy for them. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's almost opposite with MF doing like you become kind of sad uh, when you see your friends kind of that. I don't know if it was yeah. you or perhaps like I heard Satoyo on a podcast just talking about your experience after the Eagles oh, it, won. It more likely it was Satoyo because me and him got like we got fucking plastered at a bar because <laughs> <clears throat> we um because after the win uh I'm sorry we had to divert to this but uh after the win I remember um I was watching it with a bunch of people who were like kind of into it but kind of like they were more excited about watching a Super Bowl game and me I was like more worried about the actual win yeah um. And I remember the last play, I sat there and watched. And when the ball hit the turf, I literally was frozen for like a good 10, 15 seconds. If you watch other videos of other Eagle fans, even like RIP, even like Kobe, when he watched it, he had the same kind of sense where like he saw the ball on the ground. It's like, oh man, all right, cool. And it's like, oh, we won. And then like it clicked. You're like, oh my fucking God, we fucking won. So yeah, it was yeah. definitely tutorial telling that because I was, I was hugging people. I didn't know. <laughs> I was like maybe a foot away, not a foot. I was like maybe a block and a half, no, half a block away from the guy that ate shit 
Um, oh gosh, yeah. Yeah, I was around for like all the fireworks and shit. So yeah, I'll, we were out. Damn. Yeah, it's crazy yeah. out there. So uh, the thing, the thing with the uh, the, the MF Doom thing for me is, I, I didn't, I wanted to go last on this one because I knew who he was, but I don't think I've ever heard a song. You know what I mean? So like, I, what I did was look. I know, like I'm. I have to say I'm a hip hop head. That's how I knew who he was. But like when I heard he passed, I had to go. I had to go back. Like I had to like go back and listen. You know what I'm saying? Just because I didn't want to like I don't like to be in the in the like I was ignorant. You know what I'm saying? So like, let me go back and and see and listen. You know what I'm saying? And and from what I heard, I was like, yeah, he's definitely a a, a vicious fucking bar master. His wordplay is crazy. Yeah, 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 his yeah. wordplay is bonkers, bro. Like it's in terms of like his use of like multi syllables, he's up there. And I think just like having that uh, kind of underground feel throughout his career too. He's been doing it for like I'm sure like twenty plus years, and so that kind of like reflects the the us not knowing about it for two months sort of thing. I kind of yeah. I think like he kind of just stayed low. He did it for his fans. He didn't go off like you know a lot of rappers when you've been doing it for like twenty plus years, you go off and make like cologne or scarves. Shout out to LL Cool J, but like MF Doom, straight hip hop. Like that was just this thing, straight hip hop, and he did it yeah. from that. Um, so I, I'm much respect to him. And Alan, I'll send you a song over uh, one that I like. I think you may dig it. Yeah, you can send, send send it through. I mean, I, I was you know I did the whole YouTube dive and went down the whole YouTube hole and all that. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, let's listen. I I respect anybody that's adding to our culture. Like I really do. You know what I mean? So it's like I I, I mean I appreciate that. And uh, I seen a um, another comedian on Facebook. He he put a post up like. I hate when people do this, but he said it. He was like, now everybody's a big MF Doom fan. You motherfucker wasn't posting it. But I'm like, man, shut up, dog. You're not the fan police. Like, you can't, like, <laughs> I hate, like, I hate when people do that, bro. Like, I hate that. Yeah. Like, I hate that. Yeah, yeah, man. Like, no, that's, that's a whack move. It's, I, I, I always try to, like, see it from their point of view. Because who knows? What if it's, like, one of those things where I definitely have a few artists where, like, I was fans of them. Like I'll use Karis One for example. Like I was a big fan of Karis One in high school, and I remember being made fun of because like one of the songs, the South Bronx, is the song J Lo used, and then people were like, "Are you listening to J Lo?" So then like if you see those exact people mm-hmm. come out later on, be like, "Oh yeah, Karis One, he saved my life. He is the best." It's like, come on, man. No, I don't. I don't. I don't yeah. think you fully appreciate. It. So I get it from that sense, but at the same time, it's kind of wild to gatekeep something that's like, as big as I that. Don't... Yeah. Mm-mm. There's not there's nothing in me that gets that you can't what I what I learned um a couple of years ago was like you can't de- you can't determine how people mourn you know what I'm saying like you can't you can't de- like when somebody passes away let people do whatever they're gonna do you know what I'm saying yeah. you can't like it's just a weird thing it's kind of like bro this is supposed to be probably celebrating their life not like bashing people like it's because like I could be a huge fan of somebody that you have no idea about like I'm mean, because I don't post about it every day doesn't mean I'm not a huge fan you know what I'm saying like so. Alan is a huge Michael Sarah fan. For those that don't know, uh, he's, fucking, so, he's hilarious. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he has posters in back there, sort of thing. Uh, no. Yeah, no. I think people uh, should see it that way. Celebrate it. Celebration of someone's life and less concerned about what others are thinking and doing. Yeah. Uh, so rest in peace, MF Doom. Uh, with that, I want to let's break in some segments. Let's break in some segments. Um, uh, let's do some prop suggestions. <laughs> I didn't know what you was looking for. I was like, is somebody behind you? I'm always assuming he's playing. I always think the music is going to play or like, I don't know, it'd be kind of cool if like lightning bulbs. Pat, if you could get some lightning bulbs, like when I looked up, that'd be kind of cool. Uh, if you could put that in post, that'd be kind of nice. Um, otherwise, I'm going to look like an idiot. I'm going to look like waiting for music. <laughs> so Keen, uh, prop suggestions, what we like to do on the show. We like to give suggestions to the, to the listeners of uh, things that uh, we, we like to recommend. Uh, it could be a book, it could be a concept, it could be a sock, it could be anything. There's really no parameters on this. We need structure. Um, um, he's looking forward to. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> nah, um, your, your boy, your boy started reading lately. Oh, um, nice. That's only because I'm bored as fuck at work. Um, nice, nice. And I think this is a pretty good book. Uh, Born a Crime, uh, Trevor Noah. Oh, yes. Um, him being the only light skinned motherfucker in all of South Africa. Um, <laughs> he talks about it a lot. Uh, he talks about 
he went through some shit growing up. Um, so yeah, I, th- I think this is a good uh, a good thing, a good book to read. Um, cool cover. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know if I could level up with more shit, but uh, I would say go back and listen to LL Cool J. Okay, uh, all right. Because what was it? Bad. I'm bad. Yeah. He spit for five minutes. Every bar was how he was better than you. Like it was amazing. <laughs> I didn't know El Cool J was. I mean, I know he had the whole like, I'm the goat kind of thing. Like, all right, whatever. I went back and listened. I'm like, he got a fair fucking point, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> he got some fucking, he got some jams back then, dude. Yo, yeah. people, I think people that weren't listening to rap from like '85 to like '93, they don't, they don't appreciate LL because after like he got like Hollywood, it kind of changed. But like in the '80s, he was spitting that shit, yo. Yeah. Fire, for some people they only know LL Cool J from like Headsprung and afterward, <laughs> and it's just like, why is the guy from TV saying these words? But LL, <laughs> LL Cool J had some crazy bars. One of the best diss records uh, in hip hop history, the one he did against Cannabis, yeah, uh, Jack the Ripper, and all that stuff. Man, it's like LL Cool J had some crazy stuff. Um, so yeah, I, rec- I recommend that as well. Um, Alan, you, you go, you go first, man. Okay, we'll go first since um, I think the suggestion that I'll give to people is I think that just since we talked about it earlier, I feel like we should all go back and listen to what MF Doom put out there for the people. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that do what I did. You know what I mean? Like, because I didn't didn't know. You know what I mean? I suggest that you just literally type that in the YouTube, yo, like MF Doom. And then, you know, how the whole playlist comes up. Now, I think that's something that, that you can do. You know what I'm saying? I'm pretty sure that, like, his his music, his streams and things like that. I'm pretty sure some of that money's probably going gonna go to his family now. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I, I think that'd be something good for the people to listen to. Cause like me, man, I was I was ignorant. I knew who he was, but I didn't know you know how hot he was. I had no idea. You know what I'm saying? So I, I suggest that. I I oh, you gotta go by Alan's suggestions on this one. Uh last time you suggested something, you said go by a playlist of Michael Sarah. And I don't regret it. I don't regret it. So thank you, Alan. I, I, that's good. Anytime, one. Kirk. I'm here for you whenever you need me. I know, dog. I appreciate it. Um, my prop what suggestion. You got? What you got? Uh, I'm seeing a word pop up a lot. Um, the word ideation. Seeing that word pop up a lot all over the place. I'm seeing more and more. And a lot of times there's like with ideation, it's the idea of like forming ideas um, and kind of like uh, in the thoughts of something. And a lot of times when people use ideation, they pair it with suicidal ideation. That's like one of the the go to uh, terms for that. It's uh, um, and I don't know. I think it's I think ideation is a cool word. And my prop suggestion is to repurpose the word ideation, so it's not just for suicidal ideation. I think we could start well, doing that. Help me out here. I'm I'm sound ignorant. I just I'm just sound ignorant and dumb this whole podcast. Um, what what exactly does that mean? I, ideation does that mean like you, like you're like you're having thoughts of it like you're like having like fantasies almost like you're kind of playing with the idea of something mm. oh, um, so oh I, lot, you, I didn't know if you were just saying like playing with the idea of, of suicide or something like that oh uh, well a lot of times that's when people hear ideation they automatically go to suicidal and obviously it's a it's a big thing you know obviously you know people try to take that, care of yourself and all that no that sounds like something you could definitely use for good as far as like if you're thinking about um having ideation on starting a business with this little ass stimmy, you know, uh, I'm having yeah. ideation on whether or not Heinz ketchup is really solid, but it is. Uh, <laughs> I can't help it. Uh, I was Heinz in ideation. Pittsburgh for a few years, so <laughs> I only use Heinz now. Um, but yeah, I understand what you're saying. I agree. That's that's a good point. Yeah, it's just I've been, I have a lot of uh, uh, MMA ideations, like just a lot of ideations being in situations where I'll have to use my MMA to make my way out of the situation. I don't know MMA, but it's ideation that I want to come into forefront. Um, Kirk gonna get his ass kicked. <laughs> no, 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 come on, man. I'm doing some positive ideations right there. You got Bro, movie I, ideations. You got, you got I wanted, I wanted to do Brazilian jiu-jitsu so bad, like in the when it started getting hot, back in like the the the, the aughts, the oos. Um, but mm. then the same reason why I didn't do wrestling when I was younger. I seen cats with those cauliflower ears. I'm like, no, oh. sir. Not me. Like, I'm not doing that. That's disgusting. <laughs> yeah, well, it's... Uh, you're more likely to get that from, like, boxing, though. Like, would you get that from, like, like doing... Like, no, it's from, uh, it's from rubbing around on, like, 30 mats and shit. People yeah. not pressing oh. mats properly. So yeah, That's not, wrestling, bro. That's wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. That's not a good but, look. That's not cute. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. The boxers get gets the, the CTE and brain trauma. They don't get the cauliflower ear. I'd rather get the brain trauma than the cauliflower ear. At least you can't see it. <laughs> <laughs> 
People just wonder why you're yelling at the moon and shit. So, like, yeah, that's all. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying so. I, I couldn't do it, man. Just, you said, but you did mention, though, Ken, you did mention that the little ass STEMI, man. How you feel? <laughs> How you feel about the STEMIs, bro? <laughs> oh, man. It's like, I'll, I'll say this. Um, as much as I want to impress our people, I love our people because if it wasn't for black people, Twitter would not be as hilarious and good time as it is. But mm-hmm. like the first time I heard that, I think I can't remember who said it, but somebody said, used, coined the term refund stimmy. And I've been running with that shit ever since. And <laughs> it's just a silly word, but like, because it's like, how can I, it's, it, the word is funny. And like I said earlier, I'm laughing through the pain because if you look at the fucking numbers of what other developed countries have done for their people, yeah, the fact, <laughs> and once again, I'm laughing so I don't cry. <laughs> um, the fact that uh, these niggas, I'm sorry if you don't say nigga on this show, but I will. These niggas, yes, yes, nigga, we do. Okay, <laughs> decided that a grand total of eighteen hundred dollars. <laughs> Over, over what like ten months now is yeah. suffice like good enough like yeah they're, they're good with six hundred like somebody even said it like they're done how, how, they got sixty dollars after the rent that's all they got now and it's like if that even yeah exactly so it's like it's it's fucking ridiculous it's terrible Thanks. so just like on Twitter you try to find the good and the funny in it and just go with it six I mine's came in. Did you guys get yours? Oh, you got you got yours? Yeah, my mom, she texts the family group chat like noon on Friday, and I didn't check it till midnight. And I checked mine, and then, yeah, my stimulated $600 is in there. So, oh, no. I'm, hopefully I get mine tomorrow, because I don't think they dish them joints out on the weekend. But I ain't, I ain't get my $600, man. But but listen, I told you, man, if if I see Mitch McConnell, it's on site with that nigga. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like, my God. <laughs> he's oh, a, he's you a, see they, they vandalized his house you see that right i did see no. that yeah fuck yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh. but it's it's like it's a whole other team though it's like he's the face of it but there's a bunch of people i don't there's like a whole thing where like it was so there, there was a comic that like posted about it too and i should have paid more attention like actually done more history or research on it but like in terms of what the negotiations were and like what it had what had to be done on the democratic side and the republican side and it just seemed like just a mishandling on everyone's end um particularly mitch mcconnell though stop i'm about, I'm about to say kirk you better stop caping for him you better I'm stop not caping for anyone i'm not caping for anyone i'm here being up here being captain saber turtle you better stop doing it you ain't got listen bro i, I just I want to like, present all sides no. of it sort of thing i know it's no, no. well that's all right. that Let's, side bro it's Don't not even a matter it. of like defending him sort of thing but i'm just like i feel like a lot of times we we see we base what we see just like on memes and all that stuff like oh well it's that person that person and yeah it is but it's also other people sort of thing but just like a an overall uh view of it that's what i'm presenting but yeah you can shit on mitch mcdonald but, you know, listen man my grandma my grandma always said this since since i was young she always said um memes contain true shit sometimes she did not say that she did not say that she did not say that she coined that shit back in 92 so who's <laughs> she talking about she <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Listen, just, listen, bro. That I, I hate it, man. That's why when I seen they somebody spray painted on his house, "Where's my money?" I was like, I can feel that. I feel. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, because it's, it's real shit, man. It's like the 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 thing that um, like how can I say it? I love um AOC Alexandria oh, yeah. Orozco. Court, uh, what's her last name? I forgot her last name. Let's go with AOC. Cortez. Cortez. I think so. Yeah, yeah. I thought that, but I want to be like wrong. But anyway, uh, but I love I love AOC because she saw that there was a problem, like the with the way shit was going, and she she's the face of it. But there was like other people also that like got into politics to try to fix shit because it's like the people saying like, oh, they'll be okay with six hundred dollars. They haven't had to like struggle in maybe two decades for the majority of them. Mm-hmm. And it's like the fact that they think that that's cool is 
once again insane to me because like uh my 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 grandma used to always say god don't like ugly mm-hmm. and these niggas is disgusting looking so like golly it's just it's yeah. baffling it's baffling I, dude i Bro, they, i i no, I'm sorry, Alan. What's up? I was I was I was going to say that Canada. I heard something like Canada since 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 day one, since pandemic day one, they've been getting like twenty twenty four hundred dollars, like consistently. Day? No, not a day, not a day. But like, you, whether it's <laughs> even if it's even if it's a month, even if Canada's been giving twenty four hundred dollars a month, it's still way better than this eighteen hundred dollars we've been getting for this whole year. You know what I'm saying? I don't think the people that are the ones that are saying like, oh, they'll be fine off six hundred. I don't think they actually think people will be fine of 600. I think they just don't care. I think it's yeah. just a matter of like something can be done. Let's minimize what has to be done and let's yeah. break it down to just 600. Despite that, we probably have like trillions of dollars to dispense um, and kind of like refund different things, not necessarily from different organizations. Um, that wasn't my shot at the cops. Uh, like take money <laughs> from the cops and put it all into my bank account. Pat, you could screenshot that. Listen, <laughs> I like that take. I like that. <laughs> I, I can stand with that. You know what I'm saying? I hope. Shoot. I hope. I mean, no, I, mean, I, just, I just hope everyone's doing okay with this. Like, I, I'll. And I personally speak. We're not. This, we're not okay, Kurt. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's <laughs> it's getting. It feels rougher and rougher. Like, I'm I'm fortunate enough to like. I feel, I'm still working on stuff, and even for myself, like, it just feels the whole isolation of everything. And just, I don't know, just like the lack of connection, it's wearing on me. So I imagine like, in the, especially like the financial end of it, of like, you know, there's no income coming. That seems, that seems like a struggle. So for that, I, I just, I don't know, I hope people are finding ways to be okay. So look, King, you got, you and Kirk, y'all both, y'all both got jobs, right? Nigga, I, I don't. So what happened, what happened to me was in March, my job laid me off and it was like um when the pandemic's over we're gonna bring you back and then in june they were like there's no ending in sight you're fired you know what i'm saying so it's like now now i gotta rely on unemployment and i gotta do these extensions and i gotta call unemployment to see like the other day i posted yo i'm i'm waking up early getting to the money and all i was doing was getting on unemployment phone number before everybody else called you know what i mean yeah. so it's like it's, it's it's different bro so like maybe like, I, I don't know. It's, it's not easy, bro. I got kids to oh, feed. No, that's saying? what I'm saying. So I, it's I like, that's, I don't want to like shit. pry and shit like that, but like that seems like incredibly difficult. Yeah. I ain't, I can't do shows like I want. You know what I'm saying? I was, I was doing shows like, all the time. Now I'm just like, shit, I'm trying, I'm doing more podcasts. I'm doing more virtual yeah. things, but it ain't, it ain't paying the bills. So like when they come through, like, all right, we passed $600. I'm like, well, you better tell my landlord. That's going to my pocket. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> what am I gonna do with that? You know. And now, and I'm curious your answer to this on as well, uh, Kim. What what are what are ways that you've you've preoccupied yourself? Like, like Alan, I know you've been doing podcasts and keeping busy with the comedy. Um, and Kim, like, what on your end? How has it been? Like, what what do you do to kill the time? Uh, for the first, almost like the first few weeks, I was man, because like what, what sucks is like the world just stopped. Was it March twelfth or thirteenth or something like yeah. yeah? And my birthday is March eighteenth, so uh, I'm, I'm March I'm March twenty third. Yeah. Oh, you, you felt the pain then of being yes. alone on your birthday, <laughs> and you couldn't even you even couldn't even say hi to your friends and family. You just sitting there like, all right, I guess uh, <laughs> does this year even count? Like yeah. I don't even know. Um, but then um, I started. Uh, I started uh, doing dribbling exercises. So next time I hoop, I should be like, I should be able to run point at this point. Um, uh, I fucked around. I joined a, uh, what the hell is it called? Um, I joined a, um, PO, there you go, POC, like writing kind of group. There's oh, a bunch shit. of like writers that reached out to um, people that want to write. And your boy fucked around and wrote my first um, uh, pilot. 30 minute oh, pilot. Um, I'm Very working nice. on, I just finished the rough draft for my second one and I'm starting to put together a third one. Um, so I'm trying to stay busy. Your boy is going to learn some more Spanish. Um, <laughs> I know Calle means street now. So, you know, I, I know that. Um, so, what else? 
I mean, that's pretty much it, man. I'm just trying to stay busy. Um, try to start working out more. Try to just do other things. Like you said, just to stay fucking sane, basically. Stay busy. Yeah. yeah, I've been doing that too, man. I've been doing a lot of writing and trying to figure out, like, I, I'm, I'll be, I'll be honest, trying to figure out how to write. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like for like, just for my my own personal comedy, my own stand up, it was more just like, I would, after repeti- repetitions, I would get it down, get it down pat. You know what I'm saying? But but now I don't get the repetitions, so now I need to like figure out how to write this, and you know what I'm saying? So I've I've been trying to learn how to learn how to write like the correct way. You know what I'm saying? So. Hopefully I'll be writing pilots like you one day, you know what I'm saying? So. <laughs> yeah, man. That's a cool idea for a group, for like a writing group, POC writing. Is it yeah. like, was it the focus just on like TV writing or was it a matter of like you submit what you, tell us a little bit more about that group. That sounds interesting. So it kind of, it was, it. so I found out about it from my um, my comedy troupe, um, uh, Night Shift formerly known as American Express, and then niggas sent a season to desist letter, so he was like, all right, bet. Um, <laughs> that actually happened? Yeah, it was rough, because uh, <laughs> it happened, what, like two years ago now? Because we were going as Amex for a long time, and we knew eventually they would hear about it, um, but one of us, we put together, one of us put together a website, so it was like um, Amex Comedy, and they were like, hey, cut that shit out, because we got our own comedy branch. I'm like, you're a credit card company. What the fuck are you talking about? Anyway, I might get in trouble just for talking about it, but um, I shouldn't. Um, we'll bleep it out. But yeah, we won't. so I found out through that, um, it was like a bunch of um, writers. How can I say? It, it happened after um, George Floyd uh, was murdered, mm-hmm. and it was a bunch of uh, like Hollywood like writers, TV writers, movie writers, shit like that. They're like, yeah, black stories aren't being told like at all, and they were like, let's try to do something. So they put together this like thing. It started off with a um, it was like an intro. It was like a free intro class to pilot writing if anybody was interested. So I did I did that. And thanks to um, the uptick in the um, unemployment, um, I was able to afford a, a five week write, uh, writing class. But she basically like broke down how to. And if y'all want, I can send y'all the shit that he sent me. Please do. Um, for send sure. It. How to like um, watch a pilot, break it down. How to like create the characters, the stories, and shit like that. Um, and it really helped out. It really like gave me like the blueprint. Um, and so that yeah, that was pretty much it. Um, I did do something with him recently, where I found out a bunch. Of, I'll send this information to y'all too. Uh, different um um websites that for writers so like if you have different like little things like because I got, I got a bunch of sketches um in the tuck so like i'm about to send them some more stuff so yeah i'll definitely send y'all all that stuff nice huh? nice no, that's definitely cool I, I haven't seen a few of those online especially in the beginning of the pandemic they had a lot of um a lot of universities even they had like free courses and workshops um and that's something that i know a lot of people took advantage of I wasn't one of them. So it's cool to hear that you were able to do that and you have like the pilot under your belt now. That's dope. Um, speaking of Prosper, you know, another segment we like to do here, we like to inspire and talk about ways to uplift. Let's get in some goals. Let's get some goals. I didn't know this was a thing, man. My, my goal, this is a 20, 2021 goal. I want to do it this year, man. I want to put out a comedy mixtape. You know what I'm saying? Not a and I and I, I didn't know this was a thing until like last week. I've I've heard of plenty of comedy albums, you know, but I've never heard of a comedy mixtape. You know what I'm saying? And 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 I used to be like afraid to put out like I don't want to put like a whack comedy album. This is like, you know, because it has to be like one cohesive project. And you know what I'm saying? So, but but a comedy mixtape that I learned was it's just like joke. It'll be like a fucking joke about a dog, or joke about football, or joke about kids. Like it's just like. It's just jokes on different tracks, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it's not like, so it's not like, so for me, it's not so much pressure to have a beautiful, cohesive project. I can just come with random jokes, like a, like a, like a, like a mixtape. I mean, so it's exactly. like, I want to cool. do that, man. I didn't, I didn't know that was even a thing, yo. I really didn't. The cool thing with that is like, you know, like some mixtapes, um, it's like, okay, here's like, a, you know, here's, uh, here's some bars, here's some lines, and in the middle they'll have like an interlude with like comedy. You can do the opposite, where you just have like joke, joke, joke. You'll hear some hip hop, a joke, 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 and then 
and I will gladly be that hip hop element on your mixtape, Alan. Kurt got bars, yo. He, he a good rapper. <laughs> Real rap, yo. Not, he got some bars. I'm not surprised, man. Just because, like, if you can write jokes, you can write punchlines. If you can write punchlines, exactly. you can write hooks. So, like, yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah, that's um, that's uh, and you, I, your mixtape, it's going to be presented by DJ Clue. So, <laughs> is you plan on doing that? No, it's, 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 I don't even know. Maybe I wanted to get DJ K Slay, but he got me blocked on Instagram right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So like, yeah, that's, I want I want to do that, man. I didn't know, I know the thing, man. I got a bunch of jokes that are just standalone jokes that I've just be like, yo, I, I can't do nothing with this, but it's good. It's good material, you know what I'm saying? So I'm, a, I'm a, I got an idea. I got a, I, like I I got an audience in my house at all times, man. I got two kids, so I might just have them niggas be the audience to my show, <laughs> you know? So nice. I'm, Next, well, out. you gotta look out for Alan's mixtape, man. My um, yeah. I have two, I have two small goals. Um, goal number one, get a new calendar. Um, I'm not gonna wait until April. You boys gonna get a new calendar in January. I <laughs> get those dates down. Yeah. Um, a goal though, it actually and speaks to Keen's point. Uh, I want to take a creative writing class of some form, um, an online course. I was thinking the other day, I was like looking into the mirror and all that stuff. I wasn't actually looking to a mirror. I was sitting in my closet. Um, and I was like, damn, I have like no structure in my life right now. <laughs> like I'm, I feel like content for the most part, but like I don't really have like a thing to do. I think I have the podcast and I have, you know, rapping myself and all that stuff. But like, maybe kind of cool, like getting that bag again. Um, so when I heard that, the POC one, I'm like, oh, all right, that could be kind of a cool thing. Uh, so in some capacity, I wanted to take some sort of writing course. Um as I always found that that always helped when I was taking like a class or course, it kind of like not only forced me to write, but like it, I wanted to write more sort of thing while taking that. So I'm hoping to do something like that. That's going to be the goal. Yeah. That's dope, man. Yeah. Good goal. Can you send them links? Then you, you straight. <laughs> That's going to be your goal. Send those links. Got <laughs> <laughs> uh, a long time to send them. <laughs> got a whole year no a whole um, year <laughs> what goals do i have um uh, one goal is just uh i don't know see 2022 um yeah. so get through this year um honestly i kind of want to sell either sell or get one of my um one of my um pilots notice like um um because the, the group i was talking about they paired they pair like a young writer with like a, a more seasoned kind of veteran and the person I talked to linked me with somebody else. So I just want to make sure that I keep that relationship going. And I want to hopefully that and like keep getting more structure to my writing can lead me to like, cause it's crazy, but cats out here getting some jobs. There people are still like hiring, like writing and artistic stuff. It's just like very low key right now. Yeah. Cause they're trying to like be ready whenever shit like ramps back up. So if I can sneak my way into a writing room or on a writing staff somewhere, that'd probably be the, the, the big goal for 2021. Oh. Yeah, man, you've been getting your reps in during this pandemic and all that stuff. So yeah, it'd be cool to see that come to- Trying to, man, just, just <laughs> follow through, man. Oh yeah, man. Um, with that, we're probably gonna dip out soon. Um, Alan, do you have anything you wanna plug or? Um, anything that I wanna plug? Proper Ebonics Twitter coming soon because I've been trying. Akeen, you mentioned Twitter earlier. I, try, I told Kirk last episode, man, I want to get us a guess our, our Twitter for our, our podcast. You know what I'm saying? Because that, during the pandemic, I've been on Twitter more recently. I kind of like, like, man, forget Twitter is old, but like, I'm, I'm back on it now, and it's like we got to have a podcast for uh, a Twitter for our podcast. I like the idea of having a mutual account on things because I get to interact with people. With them not being sure which one of us they're interacting with, that'd be, that'd be hilarious. I can't it wait is. to see that. <laughs> if you go into Instagram for proper ebonics, the DMs in there are interesting. <laughs> Sometimes I purposely send a message that I think Alan would send, like just like oh, like the three laughy emoji. I'm like, that's classic Alan move. I lure them in. And I'm like, ah, what about battle rap? Like it's. it's <laughs> Are you gonna Kirk be watching there, King of the Dot next week? Getting chicks off my off my emojis. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> oh, um, what about you? What about you, King? You got anything you coming up or anything that you wanted to, to plug before we get out of here? Um, the big thing I would say, 
normally I would say just follow me because I'm at, at King Cobb on everything. I do apologize because like all my all my things are aka something else. Um, so like whenever I say something, you might not think it's me because it's aka Trapasaurus Flex or yeah, aka <laughs> Junpei Hyuga, um, <laughs> one of my favorite anime characters. So like it's I'm all over the place. Um, but the big thing I probably would say is like uh, look into studyhall.com because like that's my team. That's the one team I've been doing a lot of um, improv stuff with. I think we got probably a show or two coming up very soon. So just pay attention to that. Sweet. Definitely. Um, and for those uh, that are also interested, King, you have the podcast All Black um, with Lamere Lee and Brandon Mitchell. Uh, very funny podcast. If you like proper ebonics, uh, we think that you'll like that as well. Uh, so definitely give that a listen. Uh, King, thank you very much for joining us. This has been cool, man. Thank you, good brother. Appreciate you. Thank you for having me, man. A lot of them sound like they in a talent show, so I give them something to remember like the Alamo. Tally ho, a hot joker like Space Game. Came back from five years laying the stage, the same set. Electromagnetic feeling blocks all logic. Spock and she shocks a biological clock. When I hit it, slid it to the shit, I thought I killed a goose. Her power use was pure brittle water, filter juice. Keep a pen like a fiend, keep a pipe with him. Gentleman who lent a pen to a friend who write with him. Never seen this shit again, but he's still my dunny. The only thing that come between us is krill and money. I sell rhymes like